0: And welcome to your place for all things paranormal, supernatural, metaphysical, and conspiratorial. Today we're going to be talking about the Rendlesham Forest UFO incident or Britain's Roswell.
1: It's an awesome story. We're
0: mm-hmm. yeah, going to be talking story. about the UFOs that everybody got for Christmas that nobody asked for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, right after Christmas. It was. Exactly right after Christmas. I'm Tanya, and I'm Chris
0: welcome to the Triangulum
1: welcome everybody
0: hmm cool. so let's start off with a bang
1: all Ready? right yeah
0: check out this clip
1: all Zero right. yeah, three fifteen. now we've got an object
0: about 10 degrees directly yeah. south, 10 degrees yeah. off the horizon
1: right. and the ones in the north are moving yeah. ones moving away from us moving out
0: so fast this
1: one on the right
0: side away
1: too Yeah, now we're both heading north Okay. Hey, here, here, he comes from the south. He's coming toward us now. Now we're observing what appears to be a beam coming down to the ground. This is unreal. 330, 330,
0: and the objects are still in the sky, although the one to the south looks like it's losing a little bit of altitude. We're turning around, and heading back toward uh, the base. The object to the south is still beaming down lights to the ground.
1: Over 400 hours, one object still hovering over Woodbridge Base at about five to ten degrees off the horizon, still moving erratic and similar lights and beaming down the superior. And there is an awesome audio tape. I mean, that's wicked. Yeah, I, I would have loved. Well, that's it. it.
0: Thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, that's the Rendlesham experience that's right there.
1: Experience. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a merry Christmas. <laughs> I would have loved to have been there to have seen that.
0: Yeah, well, of course.
1: You know, it would have been awesome to see that. Yeah, for
0: sure. So, okay. Rendlesham Forest incident. Let's mm-hmm. break it down. How do we get to that part in the clip? Yeah. Well, it all begins on December 26th. Okay. When uh, two service guys are doing their patrols at uh, RAF. Bentwaters?
1: Bentwaters, yeah.
0: Which is near RA, <clears throat> RAF Woodbridge. Right. So those two, I think they're uh, American military bases.
1: Yeah, least American military base.
0: Mm-hmm. In uh,
1: the England. UK. Yeah.
0: So Rendlesham is in uh, the UK, United yeah, Kingdom.
1: United Kingdom.
0: So these two officers, Airman John Burroughs and another officer who, for a while I couldn't figure out what his name is mm-hmm. because he's never really referenced but I found some stuff that suggests his name might have been Ed Kabansang. Uh, hmm, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. found some info. Could yeah. be Ed. If it's not you, Ed, I apologize. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're, they're on patrol and they approach the East Gate, which I guess is towards uh, Woodbridge. Yeah. And they see lights moving around in the forest. Mm-hmm. So they try to, like, they're looking at the lights through the fence. They're trying to figure out what it might be. And... They can't really really figure it out.
1: They couldn't make it out.
0: No, they weren't sure what they were seeing. One was
1: asking the other, do you see that? What do you make of it?
0: So they don't know what it is. No. So they call it in. They call it in to the staff sergeant. Yeah. Who happens to be Staff Sergeant James Penniston. Right. So Burroughs informs Penniston that there's a situation and that they require his attendance at the East Gate. Yeah. Now, Typically when someone calls, they tell him, why they need him there
1: yeah yeah
0: but the weird thing that he noted at that point was that no one was telling him what it was about they were just saying you need to come out here." you need
1: to get out here
0: so uh peniston gets a vehicle goes out to the east gate meets them there Mm -hmm. they point to the forest and they're like there's lights going on in there he notices that the forest looks as though it's like, enveloped in a white light. Like a
1: halo over it mm-hmm. and over the area where the lights were flashing. And
0: lights moving around inside the uh, trees. Yeah. So Penniston and Burroughs decide to go out.
1: Yeah, they're going to They get in.
0: permission to walk over there yeah. and see what's going on. Yeah. And the other officer, as far as I understand, either stays at the vehicle or he doesn't go with them. Because yeah. I think it's only the two of them that have the experience in yeah. the forest. Yeah, it was just the two of them. I couldn't find anything that specified whether he went in or didn't go in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they go in. Once they start walking in, they realize there's no lights. Yeah. Forest is pitch black.
1: Pitch black, yeah.
0: So they start searching the area where they think the lights might have been, and then they start noticing that their radios are being interfered with. They can't make calls back to the other guy or to the base.
1: Yeah, and they started noticing that...
0: The air seemed charged. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the air seemed charged, Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think when people were talking about it at first, they were talking about the air feeling charged or the radios being interfered with, I think some people would suggest that the radios were interfered with on purpose. Yeah. Which I don't think that's the case.
1: I don't think so either. I don't think so. I doubt it.
0: So I have kind of an idea of why I think the radios were not working and why the air seemed charged, and I think it's an over-ionization of the atmosphere. Yeah. So it's possible that the area was charged through ionizing radiation or basically, radiation traveling as a particle or electromagnetic wave yeah. and then losing electrons, yeah. causing those particles to ionize. Yeah. And then that electromagnetic radiation or waves, I guess, mm-hmm. in an electromagnetic field would then radiate through space, mm-hmm. creating that kind of electromagnetic radiant energy. Yeah. So I think it's very possible that the air felt charged because... A craft traveling at a significantly high speed could cause the air to be ionized. Uh, absolutely. As it's like accelerating the particles as it's passing through yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't think that there was or would have been enough natural radiation to cause the ionization in the air no. itself and it, there wasn't a storm like we talked about in the other show. Yeah. A powerful thunderstorm to yeah. cause that ionization
1: noticing that a lot eh? in mean, all these different stories about yeah that there's ionization com- the
0: atmospheric electricity is kind of around yeah a lot it Whether seems it's
1: hauntings or whatever there's a
0: charge in the
1: yeah in the air yeah yeah so
0: i think that's what it might have been and i think that ionization of the air or that atmospheric electricity would have caused their radios not to function properly yeah. and to give them that feeling like the air was electric.
1: Yeah, their hair was standing up in that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't believe that the interference of the radios was deliberate.
1: No, I think I, it was I, just as a. It's just an it occurrence. A result
0: of yeah. possibly a fast-moving craft passing yeah. through that environment yeah, and result. leaving a charge in the atmosphere.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. That
0: they happen to walk through.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So anyway, they continue to investigate,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: they notice that animals in the woods are kind of acting out. Yeah. Now, I heard some people say that they were farm animals, mm-hmm. but I also heard somebody say that it was just a crop farm, so there shouldn't have been any animals. Yeah. Whether the, that's the case is irrelevant. There was animals, and there, yeah. they could have been just forest animals. could have been birds,
1: just, just, just the birds alone in the forest. Anything.
0: Whatever yeah. the case may be, animals in the forest, near the forest,
1: right. started we're acting, acting up. out yeah.
0: and making all kinds of noise, right? Like yeah. freaking out. And then they see, Peniston and Burroughs see this object, Hit the ground. Yeah. So they start walking towards it. Because Penniston wanted to know what it was. Mm-hmm. Like he's chief security guy. Yeah. So he's going to have to tell somebody, yeah, we saw a thing. This is what it was. No, it's not a threat.
1: Yeah, or yes, it job. is a threat. That, yeah, That exactly. was his job. Yeah. Exactly.
0: They start going towards it. And when they get to it, they notice that it's kind of triangular in shape. Yeah. It's about... Nine feet wide and yeah, about six feet tall.
1: Yeah, nine by six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now Peniston says it's not anything he's ever seen before, and he says in interviews that he's been privy to a lot of prototype stuff because he's security guy.
1: That's a big statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not
0: anything that he has he's seen ever for.
1: Yeah, exactly. That he was that he had ever seen.
0: So if you're a security guy and you know you get some inside information about yeah. some stuff and you haven't seen anything like this before, then you know. Yeah. You're going to be a little bit weirded out. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: In his interviews, he says things like it was so unique, it was one of a kind, yeah. and he was completely in awe of it. Yeah. Cuz he said it had an exterior that was like black glass.
1: Black onyx.
0: Yeah. Just a shiny, highly reflective black glass. That's cool. Mhm. And then he starts looking at it or going around the object. Yeah. Yeah, checking looking it for, out. Looking to see if he can figure out what it is. Yeah. So he's looking for things for like an exhaust or an air intake or a door for people to get in it or something. He's looking for some sort of access point,
1: which is smart.
0: Hmm. So anyway, he as he's going around it, he comes to a side the side of it where it has symbols on it, which don't mean anything to him. Don't mean anything to anybody. No. They look kind of like little. I like what. Like pictographs, little hieroglyphs. hieroglyphs.
1: is what he called them. Mm-hmm. You know, like Egyptian hieroglyphs or something. They look
0: like that, they look but they're like not that, that. But
1: they're not that, yeah.
0: So he jots those down.
1: Yeah, he drew them in his in notebook. In his interview,
0: he says he, re- he drew them in his in his notebook. Yeah. Now, what we don't know for certain is that he drew them right at that moment or drew them later. Yeah. And that will come up. I think it was at that moment.
1: I think it was at that moment, too. But we'll
0: discuss that further after. Yeah. Then he does something really weird. He touches it,
1: which is actually amazing. There he felt you. he
0: felt so compelled yeah. that he reached out and touched it. Yeah,
1: that's and awesome. he said
0: it was warm to the touch.
1: Warm to the touch, yeah.
0: And then it started making some noise, I guess, <laughs> and yeah. some lights started happening. He thought he pushed a button
1: and activated something. He thought that it was, was gonna, gonna blow, blow up. up.
0: Yeah. yeah, like they were they were <clears> having me. a moment there. They were freaking out.
1: Yeah, I'd be I'd be freaked out.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it just. Phew, it there was like a blinding white light.
1: Yeah, flash of white light.
0: And it shot up yep. into the sky and disappeared. Gone. So in his interview, when you're watching him, he says that he wrote in his notebook and they showed a picture of his notebook where yeah. it says, uh, took off unknown speed, impossible. Impossible.
1: And then yeah. it's underlined. Yeah, yeah. Well, no kidding. No kidding. see something like that just shoot shoot off. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So apparently he was told to report to his shift manager in the morning mm-hmm. when they returned to base. So he did. He didn't tell him exactly what was going on because, one, no. he was still a little bit freaked out. Yeah. And two, And, like, most of them have said, if you make a report about a UFO, UFO, your career's over.
1: Yeah, you're done.
0: So he tried to describe to the shift manager the incident in the most bland military language possible. Yeah,
1: like it wasn't very important.
0: And I guess it worked because the shift manager didn't uh, didn't ask for any statements. No. Didn't seem to really care. No. Now, on the flip side, you could say he didn't ask for any statements and didn't really seem to care because they just wanted it to go away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: Well, or maybe he's just a dipshit maybe. and didn't freaking understand what the guy was telling oh, him. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Like, I, or he knew more, and he was just like, keep going, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Have a good night. See yeah, you tomorrow.
1: Have a, night, a good night. Yeah, see you tomorrow.
0: So, during the day, the next day, um... Lieutenant, sorry, had an itch in my ear. Yeah. Lieutenant, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Bruce England visits Staff Sergeant Monroe Nevels, who uh, I had it written down here. He had sorry. He was like a disaster preparedness
1: specialist. Yeah, yeah.
0: So this uh, lieutenant, security guy, mm-hmm. visits Nevels and tells Nevels that the colonel wants him to go and independently investigate, investigate this area
1: yeah the situation yeah. so
0: england and Neville go to the area and they find the three uh indentations in the ground yeah um now the indentations everybody says that they've measured them and they measured them i think at like 9.8 feet apart
1: yeah 9.8 making 9.9. like 6. a perfect
0: etala- uh, equilateral, equilateral triangle triangle
1: yeah yeah but
0: nobody said anything about landing gear yeah Even though you're right up next to it, you're looking under it, you're looking all around it. But nobody said anything about landing gear, which I think would be something you would remember. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the circles that they find in the ground are like, I don't know.
1: Some kind of an exhaust burn.
0: Yeah, like a propulsion divot of some sort. Yeah,
1: I agree, actually. I think you would have seen something if you're that close.
0: Which would suggest that when... Penniston and Burrows were there it was hovering yeah and then when it took off those yeah. three indents were left as it propelled itself yeah. yeah up into the up into the sky.
1: yeah now to me it's not important that they didn't notice because who the hell cares after what you've just known what you just well, witnessed here
0: Here's what you have to think about. <clears throat> the object is nine feet wide and possibly six feet tall
1: yeah. right yeah
0: who knows what it weighs but if it was to actually land and this is winter. Yeah, ground is frozen.
1: frozen, yeah. How
0: much of an indentation are you gonna make? Yeah. But if you had heat, a massive amount of heat yeah. with enough force, you might actually make an indentation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I don't think it was landing gear at all. I think it no. might have been propulsion. Yeah, I
1: agree. I agree. Left
0: by like a like a I don't know. What do they call those marks? I have no idea.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just it's like a
0: rocket divot. Burn. That's what I'll call yeah. it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: a propulsion a propulsion divot.
1: It wasn't rabbit scratching. Well,
0: that's what some pe- people are like. They look like, <laughs> yeah. Some people are like they look like marks made by rabbits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because rabbits like to measure out equilateral, yeah, triangles, equilateral while triangles while they're scratching on the oh on my the, on god the forest floor. Yeah. So <clears> I don't. I think they were left by uh, takeoff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Because you would have had to heat the ground enough to be able to make any kind of indentation. Yeah. Plus, right? it's a
1: burn. It was charred. A little bit, yeah, not a lot, yeah,
0: but still, like it, it couldn't have been burnt too much. There's no. two guys standing there,
1: yeah, but right? it, it, it it was burnt, and then some of the trees around it were too. Yeah,
0: so there were scorch marks on the trees yeah. facing in toward the landing area, and there was branches that were broken off, you know, fifteen twenty feet up the trees. So yeah. something went sailing up through there, or came crashing down through came, there. Yeah, yeah. So it's entirely possible that when it came down, and they saw. It come down. They thought it hit the ground. It didn't actually hit, the, hit ground. the ground. The noises they were hearing were the branches it was breaking off. Yeah, I
1: agree. That's a possibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: It's they've been out there for a while. Neville's in England. They're looking at stuff and they're losing light. So Neville's takes out night vision goggles, or I think it's called a star scope. I don't know. Yeah, it's just night vision. Yeah. Yeah, so he can continue to look around. And yeah. no, I think the star scope actually reads heat. Yeah. Take that back.
1: Because he was so, saying it was green, green. Like mm-hmm. his night vision is just yeah, so seeing vision. things green.
0: So they start seeing an object approaching them. Right. In the forest. Mm-hmm. And Neville describes the object as looking kind of like an eyeball.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's moving from bright to dim as though it was blinking and it's approaching them. So they run back to their vehicle and return to the base. Mm-hmm. And they said that the object was glowing kind of an orangey red
1: color. Orangey red, yeah. Yeah.
0: So they freak out, they bail.
1: Yeah.
0: So they go back to the base. England goes to the officer party that they're having on base. Right, right. Where Holt is. Yeah. So that's Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt. That's the gentleman you heard in the clip at the beginning. Yeah. He tells Holt, it's back or they're back.
1: Yeah.
0: Holt's like, Are you serious? He's like, Yep.
1: This is good too. Cause yeah. <laughs> so he goes.
0: Out, he goes outside to talk to Neville's and says to Nevels, "Does this warrant further review?" And Nevels tells him, "Yes, sir. I think it does." Yeah. So he decides, "Okay, well, I'm going to get my stuff and we're going to go out to the woods and we're going to put this whole nonsense story. <laughs> I'm going
1: to fix this. <laughs> yeah. We're going
0: to put this whole nonsense story to bed once and for all,
1: right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So he goes out with Neville's and England. Yeah. So they go out there. And then what's weird is that they find there's a bunch of people out there already on site. Yeah. Already on site to check out what's going on. Yeah. Including Burroughs.
1: Burroughs, yeah.
0: So Burroughs heard that some stuff was still happening, and he went back out that night because he was trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And Holt actually saw him and was wondering, what the hell is this guy doing out here today? He doesn't need to be out here. Yeah.
1: He's not supposed to be here. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So yeah. then he sees that there's so many people, Holt does. So he's like, okay, everybody out of here.
1: Yeah, he's best. Yeah, he's going to
0: he's gonna, he's gonna yeah. go and solve the situation, yeah. right? That clip is a short kind of end to the clip of Charles Holt kind of investigating the area mm-hmm. and their experiences. Yeah. The clip, I think the full tape was like 18 minutes. Now it's 18 minutes of off and on recording. Yeah,
1: because he said the tape could only... Run for 20 minutes, it well, can only yeah. handle 20 minutes. It's
0: of time. 1980s, I think he was using like a dictaphone or something like that. Yeah. So the tape length is only, yeah, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. He said, So yeah. in order to conserve tape, he would like make a statement, yeah. shut it On, off. off, yeah, yeah. So he goes out to the area, they start doing some more investigating, including with a Geiger counter, picking up some radiation, but honestly, nothing that's steady, yeah, yeah, nothing that would suggests that there was a massive amount of radiation dumped in the area yeah yeah now a lot of people will say that the fact that they got any kind of radiation feedback Mm -hmm. was indicative of a ship having been there right but that only works if you assume that a extraterrestrial craft is running on nuclear power
1: yeah yeah
0: and I think most of us agree that it doesn't.
1: I don't think so either. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: I think it's more likely, personally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that the proof that something is there, right? Right. Is more more to be believed by the ionization of the atmosphere, Yeah. by something that you didn't see, Yeah. than by any radiation clicks that they may have gotten on the Geiger counter. Yeah. Because, truthfully, they didn't really get anything that was reading very high. No. They got some clicks here and some yeah. clicks there but they didn't get a steady stream of
1: clicks clicks yeah
0: or a steady stream of reading yeah which if they did if they got that high of a radiation reading excuse me they all would have left yeah they all would have bailed yeah they wouldn't have stayed they're getting poisoned
1: oh yeah absolutely you would be getting you'd be, be, be getting sick later
0: yeah exactly so i think that the radiation thing is kind of meh yeah i don't think that was
1: anything It doesn't mean that that didn't happen. That's not what...
0: No, I'm not suggesting that it didn't happen. I'm suggesting that that there's two ways that you would have that, right? Radiation in that area. You would have something that had nuclear radiation or nuclear... Coming off of it. it. Yeah, Yeah. nuclear energy coming off of it to leave a radiation imprint. Yeah. Or you have a massive burst of radiation that's naturally occurring, Mm -hmm. which neither of those things happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Because if there was that much radiation there... They wouldn't, they wouldn't have been there. They would have no. left and come back.
1: Yeah. Whether well, you'd have to be in there with a suit.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I think. Yeah, it was that, that yeah. high. They would have been like, okay, pack it up. We'll come back we when we're properly back. prepared for this. Yeah, exactly. Think anybody's going to risk radiation sickness?
1: Well, they would have cordoned it off as well so that nobody else could, could walk through it.
0: hmm That's uh, what I think. So yeah. most of the Halt recording, which you can get online, actually, because uh, he turned it over. Yeah. Um, to his superiors, and then it was released through, I guess, the Ministry, uh, ministry of Defense yeah. through the Freedom of Information, Freedom of information Act. Act. Yeah. So you can get a copy of his recording and listen to it to yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there's a lot of like random information. There's mostly stuff just talking about the Geiger counter and stuff. Yeah. The thing that you hear at the end, though, is when they followed the the clip that we played. Sorry, is close to the end. Is when yeah. they followed the light. Yeah. The, the craft. Objects, yeah. yeah, And they see it over the base, and it's shooting down beams of light.
1: Yeah. Now, the big thing is about that base?
0: They store nuclear they weapons They store
1: there. nuclear weapons there. Nuclear,
0: Yeah, yeah nuclear bombs, nuclear yeah. weapons, that kind of stuff, are yeah. stored at Bentwaters and, I assume, Woodbridge. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And uh, a lot of people think that the reason that the UFO was there was to maybe check out what kind of nuclear weapons they have, see what they have stored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Could have been like a Maelstrom incident, maybe shut down the nuclear weapons and yeah. nobody's actually confirmed that that happened. Because yeah. the only person who's talked about that, I think, is Salas from Maelstrom. Wasn't he the Minuteman or something yeah. like that? Yeah, he was. So yeah. in this situation, maybe that's not the case. Yeah. But we do have an interview, or there was an interview, with a guy who was working in the... Air traffic control tower.
1: Yeah, this is on uh, this guy was now
0: he didn't come out and talk about this until like twenty sixteen. Yeah, later. Or something like that.
1: Yeah, much, much later.
0: Exactly. I gotta pull up his name. Give me one second. Okay. Me flip through my notes. And he is Master Sergeant Ike Barker. Yeah. And he's a former air traffic control supervisor. hmm So his experience in the tower is this. He's on duty. Not much is happening. It's no. around Christmas. So and' yeah, said not, it was quiet. Yeah, they're not expecting much to, to go on. Yeah. But he said that an object, he sp- he noticed, sorry, an object on his radar
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, traveling so fast that there was no individual <laughs> blips. I think he called it bright two, yeah. bright two radar. Yeah. He said that it was traveling so fast that there were no individual blips. It was just, just a more line. of a... St- Straight yeah, straight line. Just a
1: straight line. <laughs>
0: yeah. And somebody had mentioned how wide that bright to for miles. I thought it was like hundred and twenty or maybe it was pretty far. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot of miles it represents. Far. He actually in his interview, he's like, it was so fast it was scary.
1: Yeah, he was he was pretty animated in his interview. Mm-hmm. Like when he gets going.
0: So him and the other guy, I think the other guy in the tower with him was somebody named Carrie, his last name Carrie. But anyway.
1: Yeah. It was Jim Carrey. Oh, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. No <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. <clears throat> uh, they're watching it and then boom, it's gone. Yeah. It's off the radar. Yeah. But then it appeared in front of the windows.
1: Yeah. Of the tower. Oh, man. He said it was huge. Yeah.
0: Like took up like the whole windows. Yeah. Like you can not see anything but it. And it just kind of hung there. Yeah. He said you could kind of hear like some humming. You hear like, I guess, the the engine of it. Yeah. And then at one point, it boom, just absolute silence.
1: Yeah. 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 And he was
0: like in awe.
1: I love the way he said it too. It was huge. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was. <laughs> it was. It's hanging there. He's like, it stops. It's like completely quiet. So yeah. there's no exhaust noise. There's no. Nothing. Anything. No noise of any kind. Yeah. And it's just sitting in front of the window. Yeah. And then it moves from the tower and starts hovering over the weapons storage area. Yeah. And that's where the nuclear weapons are stored. Yeah. And that's, I guess, when Holt in his tape is saying it's, it's shooting beams down. Yeah. So shooting beams of light at the nuclear weapons, perhaps scanning them, perhaps mm-hmm. disarming them like they did at Maelstrom.
1: I don't think it disarmed them there. I think it was just scanning. Eh? Well,
0: there's always a possibility that something different is happening, and the reason I say this is because in the tape, <laughs> when Halt is talking about the object moving through the trees right, towards right, them, and they yeah. say it looks like an eyeball, they also say that there's like stuff coming Sparks off of it, like particles coming off of it. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe it's
1: malfunctioned, damaged,
0: damaged technology.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Anything's possible. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: We'll come back to that in a minute because yeah. we got a bunch of stuff we have to come back to. But right. first, I want to say that January 13th, 1981, Lieutenant Colonel Holt sends a memo to right. the commanding officers right. about unexplained lights. Yeah. And that can be found online too through Freedom of Information Act, mm-hmm. where he explains what happened, who saw stuff, that they went out to investigate it, mm-hmm. that they saw lights. And in the third part of his memo, he says that later in the night, a red sunlight light was seen through the trees. It moved about and pulsed. At one point, it appeared to throw off glowing particles and then broke into five separate white objects and then disappeared. Yeah. Immediately thereafter, three objects were noted. oh, sorry, star-like objects were noticed in the sky. And then he talks about those objects and what they're doing. Yeah. Right? So if it was throwing off glowing particles, mm-hmm. this object. Right. Perhaps it's a damaged probe?
1: I think so. Because it's
0: not big enough to have a crew.
1: Yeah, no. It's not not a shuttle. It's almost like a lens, camera lens too, the way they were explaining the eye.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. And perhaps these (sighs) objects going around the area shooting beams of light were looking for this missing piece of technology. Yeah. Because you can't leave it behind. No. And what if the two guys who came across a piece of technology the night before, Mm -hmm. Burroughs and Penniston, what if what they saw was like a, I don't know, a shuttle or something that came down to pick
1: up this piece of... Yeah, another probe of some kind.
0: Well, not I don't think it's... I wonder if it's like a recovery vehicle. A recovery vehicle,
1: vehicle. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: it's a marker. Yeah. So they drop it. It's a marker Mm because they think, okay, this is the last place that we had our piece of technology. So you're going to drop it in an area where... Last known area. Yeah. And when he touched it, it had been interfered with, or somebody had come in contact with it, so it left. Yeah. Because that's like a security feature, let's say. Yeah. Right? A being on the ground has touched it, even yeah. if an animal touched it, an maybe it, it would yeah. take off. Exactly. So I wonder if the object that came down first was there to recover the damaged object. Yeah. And it never did, because they touched it. Yeah. So then those ships had to come back the next day. To get it. Looking for it.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, it was each one was saying that stuff's coming off of it.
0: Like yeah, they said it was like...
1: Debris or sparks and...
0: Or like uh, melted metal. Melted
1: metal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's something malfunctioning that's mm-hmm. not working properly.
0: No, not, not usually. <clears throat> Even so.
1: it was, if we saw something we had here, it's just not working right.
0: Mm-hmm. So the guys who saw something that was kind of conical shaped in the woods, mm-hmm. that black kind of conical shaped object... Right triangular shaped object Mm -hmm. then you have the eyeball like object right and then you have the ships that are shooting beams of light down yeah and then somebody in an interview i can't remember which person in an interview said that it looked like they were doing a grid search
1: yeah 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 they did
0: said it looked like the ships were doing a grid search so perhaps they were trying to find their piece of technology that was damaged lost broken
1: i thought it was a guy in the tower actually who said he could because they could see
0: yeah maybe I don't remember who it was, but yeah. I remember somebody saying it looked like they were doing a grid yeah. search.
1: Yeah, yeah. You wonder, you know, like we were saying, did they just come across these nukes, and then they were like, uh-oh, what do they got here?
0: Mm-hmm. Take a look at it while we're here. Yeah,
1: let's uh, ju- make sure they're not going to blow themselves up here.
0: Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, because Bentwaters had a UFO encounter in 1956.
1: Yeah, it did, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So in
0: 1956, uh, I think they call it Lake Lake. Lake Heath, Lake and Heath, Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident. Right. Radar and visual contacts of an unidentified flying object took place over the airbase in August of 1956, over the yep. course of two days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually, <laughs> they actually scrambled, I think, uh, what were they? They were the, the... Venoms? Yeah. Yeah, these like, at the time, super fast.
1: Super fast jets. Yeah,
0: single engine jets. Yeah. Yeah, they were outmaneuvered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just came back. Like, yeah, couldn't exactly. Even, couldn't even Beat.
0: Yeah. uh The radar operators tracked the target. They were watching it for the speed. Okay, here we go. A target was detected approaching bent waters from the east at a speed estimated around 2,000 to 4,000 miles per hour.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody caught them. I think at one point they sent two Venoms to try and uh, catch up to it. Yeah. And it outmaneuvered one, and the other one had some sort of uh, mechanical issues and had to go back to it. Yeah,
1: you had to go back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So your your (laughs) fastest jet was not fast enough.
1: It's like a toy to them.
0: Mm -hmm. It's not the first time that there has been UFOs sighted around Bentwaters. No. Now, what I'm curious about, I wonder when Bentwaters became like an air force base. Yeah. So it looks like construction happened in 1943. So it has been an air force base for a while. And the 81st Fighter Wing was there from 1951 to 1993. So this is the same fighter wing that was there.
1: Yeah.
0: during the 1980 incident and the 1956 incident. Yeah. It's not the first time that unidentified flying objects have been spotted. At, yeah. Spotted yeah. at Bentwaters. waters. Yeah. So a couple of things with this. Some people think that what these guys saw in the in the trees was lighthouse.
1: Yeah, that's yeah.
0: Orford Orford Nest lighthouse, which isn't there anymore. It's no. permanently. I think they dismantled it or yeah. took it down. Took but it down. It had been there for a while. Yeah. Now I would like to think that military people would know what a lighthouse looks like.
1: Absolutely, you'd know.
0: Now, second to that, lighthouse is pretty high up in the sky. Like high up, yeah. these guys are talking about objects with particles falling off of it in the trees. In the trees. Now, second to that, when have you ever known a lighthouse light to break into five pieces and, yeah, disappear, and disappear into disappear the sky? Into
1: the sky. Yeah, it's just a bunch of bullshit. I mean, it doesn't matter you whether you're in the military or not. You come into your own home, you know your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So imagine a guy in the military um securing an area like that he's going to know everything that's around there.
0: Now what I was what I was looking for and I wasn't able to find it specifically maybe I just wasn't looking in the right place but the back of the lighthouse has a metal guard on it to stop that light from bleeding over. Yeah. or bleeding back towards the town or whatever or a right house so it just keeps the light focused forward. Yeah. I don't know if it's mirrors in the back.
1: I thought it was metal or something the guy. Could
0: be. But if that shields the light, perhaps it's not as visible in the forest as you know, one as might think. As they're making
1: it out to be. Yeah, I, yeah. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. You know, I doubt it.
0: So another, uh, a couple of other interesting things about this is that if you listen to Halt's tape, let me find out where it is, because there's a part in there where, ah, security communication. So it's, I don't know how far into the tape. But there's a part in here where a security communication from the gate right. or the road says Burroughs and two other personnel requesting to ride in on a Jeep to your location. Mm-hmm. So if this was all phony baloney nonsense, why is Burroughs so intent on getting back there? Yeah, He had an experience yeah. and he wants to get back into that space. He well, wants to get back to the site yeah. and see what's going on.
1: Because he wants to catch the lighthouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, he wants to see the he lighthouse. Wants to see the
1: lighthouse light. and the rabbit scratchings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Now I'm wondering, and I read, uh, I read something somewhere. I wonder if I can find it online here. That someone suggested, someone made mention of the possibility that Peniston and Burroughs experienced missing time or lost I, time.
1: I think they did. I, I, I. Think Let me see if did. I can
0: find it. So. Uh, so If that's the case, that would explain their uh, obsession with getting back back to that site. I don't know if Penniston was there. It didn't say anything, but...
1: I I don't know if he was there or not the second time.
0: I found it was like a quick article, and of course, I freaking didn't save it. I didn't, or I tried to, and I forgot to, whatever the case may be. Somebody had mentioned that there was a possibility that they would have been abducted.
1: Abducted, I don't
0: think they were abducted. I think if they touched it and they set it off, they were probably... Maybe have their mind, some of it erased.
1: Uh, possible.
0: Because Burroughs never really seems to know much of the details of what's going on. Yeah,
1: whenever you see him in an interview, he's sort of like he's sh- scrambling to, to. Well, he
0: struggles a little bit to yeah. remember. I think a lot of the details. The
1: details, and it's like they're there, but he just can't.
0: He can't seem to. He get can't, them.
1: can't seem to get. It. It's like you know, when you remember a dream, but you don't remember it. Yeah, you, you just know you had a, a dream, it, you just can't he, remember exactly. what it was about. Yeah, it's the same thing, right? He looks looks like that.
0: So what has come up, though, in the last little while, is that Peniston is saying that more happened to him than what he let on in the beginning. Yeah, and he is say, uh, he has said that after that incident, he was plagued with a vision yeah. in his mind of yeah. a bunch of ones and zeros yeah. that he didn't know what that meant. Yeah, so he tried to put it out of his mind. And he couldn't. That so he finally away. decided to write in his notebook the sequence of ones and zeros, zeros. that he was experiencing as a vision or, yeah. I don't know, nightmare, yeah. I guess, yeah. if it doesn't go away.
1: A download of some kind.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in his book, he wrote it down. I think it was, uh, I wrote it down on my notes somewhere. I got to flip to it. Give me one second. I got way too many notes. Way too many notes. So I, he finally decided that he would trust somebody With looking at... uh,
1: His sequences. Yeah, his his ones ones and zeros, zeros. which I guess
0: at the time he learned was binary code. Maybe he knew it was binary. Maybe
1: he didn't. I don't think he did. That's the thing that I found fascinating, too, is that he's ones and zeros. To us now, we'd say, well, it's binary code. Mm -hmm. But back then...
0: He may not have known. I don't think he knew. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't think he knew what it was.
0: It wasn't until October 2010 that he decided to allow someone to, to... try
1: to decode it.
0: Yeah, So a gentleman by the name of Nick Siski, who's a computer programmer, uh, he tried to decode the binary. Right. And he, through a computer program and so on and so forth, Mm -hmm. he was able to decode it. And the ones and zeros in sequence came up with this message. Exploration humanity,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, continuous for planetary advance. Mm. And then it had coordinates like longitude latitude i guess
1: yeah 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 so yeah.
0: what's weird about this cuz now we're going to get now we're going to get weird you thought <laughs> Rendlesham was just about ufo's and stuff but have i got news for you if that binary code is indeed something he got in a vision right that he could he was struggling with mm-hmm. and he had to get it on paper and then he finally trusted someone to look at it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that person through a computer program came up with exploration of humanity for pl- continuous planetary advance, advance with yeah. coordinates.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, where do those coordinates lead? Anybody? Anybody know?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the coordinates are 5209, 42.53 north, right. 13, 13, 12.69 west. Right. They happen to lead to this magical little island yeah. that apparently doesn't exist. Anymore. However, however... It's on maps, called High Brazil.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What the... Fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: either either Sergeant Penniston has... Uh, a
1: fascination a, a with knack. map reading?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deep down inside, he's a cartographer. Yeah. Either this guy has a knack for um, writing fiction. Yeah. Or... He just got a message of something, and yeah. he didn't know what it was, yeah. and it's telling you, oh, it's this island. It's a phantom island yeah. in the Atlantic Ocean called High Brazil. Mm-hmm. Phantom, sure. Okay. Why is it on the maps? Yeah. If it doesn't exist, why is it on the maps? Yeah. It's west of Ireland.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So it's off off of that UK area. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... There's like all these weird little myths with it. Some people have said that high yeah. Brazil is like an Atlantis before Atlantis was Atlantis.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Like a he- like a, a really evolved civilization yes. that wanted nothing to do with anybody else. They thought yeah. everybody in Europe was like a bunch of heathens.
1: Yeah. They didn't and they want to wanted- have anything to do with them.
0: No. And then there's this myth that... And they Europe. were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were right. Well, there's a myth that uh, it's cloaked in mist. All the, time. all the time, and you can only see it one day out of every seven years. Yeah, yeah. So what's weird about this is that those coordinates line up to high Brazil. Yeah. What the hell does that have to do with UFOs and a guy touching a weird freaking black object in a in the woods?
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So that's th- was the
0: black object there for a message? Was it meant to download a message?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm, no, either. Well, that's where, like I said, the, what happened to those two guys? After, mm-hmm. you know, who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, if they were knocked out,
1: yeah, Abductions, or lo- or had their cases. minds kind
0: of scraped, lost some time, yeah, right? He got I- a,
1: you got a message of some kind, something something like that playing over and over in your head, and then he finally writes it down and keeps it secret because he doesn't want to look like he's nuts because he mm-hmm. has no idea what binary code is mm-hmm. it is you know, mm-hmm. that's a big deal, man.
0: Yeah, it can be well because he's got you know. He's got a career to worry about. Yeah, he have had a family, family at that and, time to worry and, about.
1: And the ridicule, well, you can just imagine.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's possible that this guy who touched this unknown object yeah. got a message saying that they're exploring humanity, continuous planetary advance. Yeah. Maybe they hide at High Brazil.
1: <laughs> you know what? Maybe
0: High Brazil is where that thing was supposed to return to. To
1: return to, yeah.
0: Like come down, land in the woods, gather some information. Mm hmm. And then High Brazil is like where they hide.
1: Maybe High Brazil is underwater.
0: Well, High Brazil is apparently underwater now because it's not on the maps exactly. anymore. Because it's a phantom island. Now with, <laughs> I said to Chris yeah. before we started it, so I was like
1: This is this is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, in
0: our in one of our sitting rooms upstairs, we have this massive puzzle yeah. that's like four old maps. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if it's on those maps. So I go upstairs with my little flashlight. And I'm like looking at it and I'm like, well
1: sort of a guess bit, it's on there. <laughs> <laughs> see? It's there.
0: So in those times when everybody was sailing the seas and everybody yeah. wanted to be the first to plot any new land that they see.
1: Exactly. Why
0: would you just add something yeah. that doesn't exist?
1: Just for nothing. I'm gonna draw this in here because it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Exactly.
0: It's bullshit. Exactly. Right. So I don't know what high Brazil what means, the, you know, where, where what you, where go its relevance it. is. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't until like maybe the mid 1700s that somebody was like, hey, this island isn't here. <laughs> so we're going to put it in as the, uh, what do they call it? The imaginary, uh, what it, something of the, I can't read it because it's all scribbly crap. Right. Yeah. Oh, imaginary Isle of o Brazil.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. It's it's on there in this map from 1753. Yeah. As a little blurb and the imaginary island. So, from the 1500s, maybe earlier, yeah. till 1753, there was maybe something there and now it's not there anymore. Yeah. So yeah. did it sink? There's
1: yeah. other islands that they talk about that just come and go to mm-hmm. this day.
0: Yeah. To exactly. this day. Exactly. Right? Yep.
1: One minute they're there on radar, and the next... Oh, it's gone. Mm-hmm. What does it mean?
0: I haven't the faintest idea. Neither yeah, do I. But I'm wondering if because he got it when he was touching that object, perhaps that object is just got... It's like a, a marker or something, yeah, or yeah. like a homing beacon, or that's the information. This is what this particular thing does. It does, yeah, yeah. It's exploring humanity for the continuous planetary advancement, and its location, its home, Yeah. sort of like a dog tag, is... Hi, Brazil yeah. what if that's the possibility
1: yeah what do you think i i th- I think so right I, I think, think there's so. like
0: way more things happening at this particular forest than you well, know, just some uFOs flying over because of nuclear weapons perhaps that wasn't it maybe they were looking for their marker
1: I think they were looking for their marker but the main thing is is that like there's so many so many different mysteries right mm-hmm I don't know. People are really quick to to say that it's it's nothing, but it's obviously something. The guy got this for for a reason. So, know? what
0: are the chances though that this guy is exactly. learning how to write binary and then writes yeah. it in his book?
1: And he and he didn't know anything about it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I seen another thing where somebody was saying that the notes in his book might be bullshit because the date at the top is different than the date that they quoted which
1: is you know what hold
0: on hold on the date in his book says december 27th even though most interviews and stuff will say it was december 26th right the date in his book says december 27th Mm -hmm. what's interesting about that is that the halt memo says it was december December 27th 27th. so maybe it was december 27th and everybody else got the fucking date wrong
1: well, exactly, and the other thing too is—is is really is that what matters? Have you, have you ever been in a situation where you just saw something that was incredible? The last fucking thing I'm thinking about is the goddamn date. Oh yeah, I know. I just want to get. I would. I was writing down information.
0: Oh, yeah. I know. And the
1: date was secondary. I could give a damn.
0: That's what you do when you see a UFO, right? You yeah. make sure. Uh, or that you your have notes. an
1: experience that's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like.
0: When uh, you see a UFO, you make sure that your notes are impeccable, sir. Yeah. They have the to correct, be exact. Written in military style, time and date, yeah. because anything outside of that is suspicious.
1: Well, you can see the guy's notes. He was
0: shaken. Well, they look all yeah, squiggly,
1: they look, man. Looks, he's probably freaking in his drawers and <laughs> he's drawing this stuff as best he can. It and it's like some... Yeah, like yeah fucking they're, shaky. They're very shaky. <laughs> he's, he's fucking scared. But you know what? He's got to make sure the time and the date is on there. Like, yeah. fucking get a life. Mm-hmm. Really. Come on.
0: So the incident was definitely talked about on base because we did yeah, come across oh, yeah. an interview with another guy whose name I think was Lawrence Warren. Yeah, I think
1: there's a lot of people that... that he had sent...
0: He had been talking to his mom on the phone about the UFO incident on base because he was stationed there. Yeah. And his phone call got cut off.
1: Yeah. So
0: then he was like, okay, mom's going to be worried about what's going on. So he sent a letter in the mail. Yeah. Kind of eluding that something was going on. And Mm -hmm. then wrote really briefly, he said in the post office as a, as a, like a last thought, I'll tell you about the UFO thing.
1: When I get home. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth about and it.
0: And he still had the letter. The interview we saw, he yeah. still had the letter.
1: Yeah, he found it.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Where he's reading about all this stuff. He, he, he said he was like 19, 19 or something. He thought he was smart. He thought he was being coy by freaking putting in his, his shady. And his he shady. He's, he's, Yeah, I
1: was a fucked up kid. You know, Alex <laughs> like, just didn't know much. Yeah, he
0: was trying to get the information. Mm-hmm. to He wanted to tell somebody, but he was yeah. like
1: trying scared. to do it sneakily yeah. he
0: figured if he could sneak it through the mail he'd be all right and it got through and yeah. and and, and yeah. they kept the letter yeah and he which had it which is awesome yeah yeah with the, the with the envelope and everything with, yeah still. exactly yeah with exactly. his like weird little crude kind of drawings <clears throat> on the front
1: that and the stamps and everything yeah yeah so, so it's not
0: it's not that two people or three people saw something
1: no there's a lot of people that saw that something 20
0: or more yeah. saw something
1: yeah and close. Yeah. And close.
0: Beams of light being shot down.
1: Uh, crap. All over.
0: Not just at the air bases, yeah. but all over. Which leads me to think that they were looking, either looking for their piece of equipment.
1: Yeah. Or they were just mapping out what was going on there. Maybe. Of the or nukes. both. I mean, why nukes? not both? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I think both myself, but I think both.
0: Okay, so what do we know? We what know, do we know? What do we know? We know that... In December of 1980 there was some unidentified flying objects.
1: Absolutely, there was, yeah.
0: At RAF Bentwaters and Woodbridge. Yeah. And in the surrounding area of the Rendlesham Forest. Yeah. We know that two guys, Burroughs and Peniston, walked into that forest investigating lights and yeah. saw something.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. They
0: agree that they saw something. Oh, yeah. They agree that they had an experience. Still
1: searching today to figure out what went on.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it changed their life. Yeah. One of them took notes of what he saw, yeah. including the symbols on the side of the object.
1: I mean, there we go. This guy was smart enough to pull out, pull out a notebook and draw what he saw. What's
0: interesting about this is that his notebook was never confiscated and he never turned it yeah. over.
1: Because it's personal.
0: Yeah, he probably hid it.
1: Or he hid it, yeah. He hid it. Yeah. But that don't, that don't matter. Yeah. The date. The date and the time matters. But the fact that this yeah. guy, you know. You're standing uh,
0: in front of some alien aircraft yeah, and you gonna worry about the date and the time. I don't think so. Jesus. Let me think about some other Get things. Gang.
1: Get your head out of your ass, man. Come yeah. on.
0: And the guy who experienced possibly a telepathic download mm-hmm. had actually touched it.
1: A peniston. Yeah. Yeah. He touched it. Yeah, he touched the thing.
0: Like, what are we talking about? 30 years later. Mm-hmm. That download the
1: download, yeah,
0: was decoded and says something like exploration of humanity, yeah. continuous for planetary advancement, and here's the coordinates. And they happen to be for a quote-unquote phantom island yeah. off the coast of Ireland called High Brazil.
1: I think he got more, more than that, but he just can't remember. No,
0: maybe not. But that in itself is weird. So this guy yeah. either has to learn how to write binary yeah. or get a program that writes binary. Like, when did he write these numbers down? We don't yeah. know. If he wrote them down in the 80s, he didn't know binary.
1: And the professional said, can someone just do this? Absolutely not. Without. Not. not without help. Not without knowing, yeah, knowing mm-hmm. anything about it.
0: And then the day after that experience, you have Lieutenant Colonel Halt who goes out there mm-hmm. with a little dictaphone yeah. and his little tape recorder because yeah. he's going to solve the problem. He's, yeah, he's going to solve take, it. He's, he's going to take solve, care of this. He's going <laughs> to solve the mystery. <laughs> And while he's out there, him, Neville's, and England, they all see stuff. Yeah. They all have an experience Yeah, where an object that looks like it might be damaged, throwing pieces of...
1: Debris uh, and...
0: Yeah, debris yeah. off of it and stuff, breaks into pieces and then shoots off into the sky. Yeah, yeah. So what if it broke into pieces because a ship above them beamed it yeah. and sucked it up?
1: Sucked it up, And it yeah. just
0: happened to break apart as it was being sucked up. Yeah, yeah. Like, Who knows?
1: They wanted to get rid of it because who knows what danger it could have had with uh, the bombs and that that were around there. So they wanted to make sure. No way.
0: All of these guys experienced something.
1: Yeah, definitely. In 1980. Big time. We
0: also know that there was radar and visual contacts with unidentified flying objects at Bentwaters in 1956. So this isn't the first time that it's been there. no. I also came across a video. Yeah. A guy walking his dog in twenty fifteen. Yeah. January of twenty fifteen. Took a video of these like weird blinking lights above the clouds. Not like lightning, like weird little spheres Spheres. moving around like crazy. Yeah. And you can see that there's a Air Force helicopter yeah. kind of circling the area, almost yeah. like it's looking for them, and then just kind of gives up and heads like back to wherever it came plane from. they're playing tag
1: with this helicopter. Yeah, it's it a just... short little clip. <laughs>
0: and the guy who posted it said that he felt like he shouldn't be there. Yeah. So he recorded it really quickly and then left.
1: Yeah, that was just that alone. That's
0: 2015.
1: Yeah. You see them zipping around. There's in something
0: thing. interesting there.
1: Oh, for sure. There's still something going on. It's not on a lighthouse. There. Yeah. Yeah. No. Watch well, the lighthouse. It's you know. The light and the squirrels are, are directing the, the the light to the oh fuck. And the rabbits and the squirrels are in on this and the birds.
0: I don't right. think I think that the proof that something was there the night that Burroughs and Peniston went in is in the ionization, the atmospheric electricity that yeah. they were feeling. Something charged the atmosphere. Like
1: you said, we see that a lot and And, and it more and has more. to have power. Yeah.
0: And yeah. a lot of times charging of the atmosphere is usually something Your
1: residual energy
0: something moving through or accelerating particles to yeah. like pass the speed of light
1: yeah i i agree i it's not that it there was radiation
0: because natural radiation background radiation it it's everywhere yeah yeah i don't think radiation proves that anything was there no but i think atmospheric electricity does yeah so you got to get it from somewhere
1: yeah and if it is radiation well it still means they were there yeah, you know, like, but I
0: don't think there was enough radiation to yeah. indicate that. Because again, you'd have to have a nuclear craft of some sort. Yeah, there.
1: something. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't think that was the case. No,
1: I think if if they're coming up with stuff like that,
0: they're not nuclear.
1: I don't think they need that kind of no that kind of technology. They've got something way way further advanced than that.
0: That's what I think. Yeah. So that's. Rendlesham Forest UFO incident.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot more that happened and a lot more that hasn't been said. But Oh well, maybe. You know, this, who knows that's what the military, military is itself. letting out? Maybe
0: they're not letting out anything. No, maybe and these that's guys. enough because of the tape and you know people's notebooks. Like these guys are all. They're all coming Incredible, out and talking man. about it. They've been talking about it for a long time. They're, well, they're looking for answers, too, right?
1: Well, the other thing, too, is you notice from the very f- earliest interview. Yeah, I and know. And then as the years went on, more guys came forward. Yeah. You see the story, how big it actually. But for a
0: while, I think it was just Holt who was talking for the part. It was. And, and Penniston and yeah, then Yeah. Like, they came uh,
1: on board later. Barker and, came on. Neville's yeah. came on. Like, a lot and, of other
0: people start coming out and talking about it.
1: And then you hear what they had to say. It was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is just getting, this is huge. Because mm-hmm. the their the perspective were in, were were totally different from each other, but the same event.
0: They were having an experience for sure once they got into that woods because everything was everything was getting screwed with. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. There was interference with their
1: the lights and
0: yeah, the light alls wouldn't work,
1: wouldn't work, and shutting off. And
0: does the lighthouse do that?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. this is just bullshit.
0: Yeah, no,
1: can't get over that.
0: Like, yeah, so there's definitely something that happened in that forest. Yeah, for there's sure, there's definitely something interesting about that area because UFOs have been back
1: and they're still still going back.
0: Yeah. From fifty six to nineteen eighty yeah. to twenty fifteen, and yeah. who knows in between? Yeah, and somebody, somebody, take a boat out to high Brazil and tell us what's there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome, man. It's pretty cool.
0: You get there, it's like a whole like
1: extraterrestrial colony. Colony there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. And they're like, shh, don't yeah. tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's weird, eh?
1: That is cool.
0: Yeah, there isn't a lot of information on that island either. No, no, no. Not that I could find. Well, I didn't look that didn't hard because I was like, oh, "What?" Well, I looked, but I didn't. I wasn't. I think a lot of it is just myth, but yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah. Rendlesham Forest UFO incident. Awesome. Christmas UFOs.
1: Christmas UFOs and. Who doesn't want
0: Who doesn't want extraterrestrials to come for Christmas dinner? No.
1: And I Speaking do. of Christmas, we're gonna say Merry Christmas to everybody. Oh yeah, Merry uh, Christmas. Happy New Year.
0: Yeah, because I don't think we come back until after the New Year.
1: After the New Year, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. So Happy New Year. All the best to everybody. Abundance and blessings abound for you in the new year.
1: Yeah, it'll be better for this this coming year. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Anyway, it's been a slice. It has been. Yeah. Enjoy your new year, everybody.
1: Exactly. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your new year. And we'll see you in the new year.
0: Yeah, we'll see you in 2021.
1: Thanks again for listening.
0: Still no fucking flying cars. Yeah,
1: be good to each other. (laughs) 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 Take care. Good night.
0: Visit us at our website at thetriangulumpodcast.com or email us at thetriangulumpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Your support, as always, is appreciated.